And this is Tommaso Champa. You're listening to WNS Podcast. You're listening to the official Wrestling News Source Podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 different countries, here are your hosts, Daniel Heron. Tyler Abair and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Dano Heron. Tyler Abair. I'm Doug. And we welcome you to episode 319 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Wrestling News Source Podcast. We are on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, Player.fm, and Satchel. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. Follow the podcast on Twitter at WNS Podcast, Daniel's at WNS underscore Daniel, and Tyler in the Tyler underscore. There you go. So welcome to the show. Got quite a bit to talk about this week. We're going to dive into some feedback, talk about Raw, SmackDown, the Superstar Shake-Up, have some hot topics on the on the card as well. So we'll welcome everyone. Uh, Tyler, how you doing? All right. Yeah? Hanging in there? Yeah, same old, same old, same old stuff. Yeah? Yeah. You ready for Easter? I guess. I don't know. Ready for day off? Yeah. You get good Friday off? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Three-day weekend for you. Bastard. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't gonna do shit. I get Friday off, but I have to work Saturday. But then I have Sunday off. I gotta work Friday and Saturday. Oh, oh man. <laughs> that sucks. So, Doug, uh, with that being said, how are you? I'm fine. Yeah? Yeah. Hanging in there? Yeah. Cool. What hey. else am I gonna do? Ah, uh, well, I don't know. It's a good question. Just hanging. Well, hanging life's, around. Life's great mysteries. So, uh, so yeah. So, welcome to the show. Um, if anyone happens to be listening on uh, iTunes, feel free to li- leave a uh, um, iTunes review. See, and you were all worried last week. <clears throat> as much as I taunted people, we only got one thumbs down as far as I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. We didn't even get any negative iTunes reviews. Which is well, I haven't worried. checked. I think I checked. Oh, you did? I want to say. Hmm. Interesting. You ever check the Stitcher comments? Uh, they haven't been updated in uh, like two years, which is weird. Shame on you, Stitcher. Yeah. Shame. Shame. Anywho, so let's dive into some feedback that we got. First bit of feedback we have is from James saying, Great rant, Doug. I agree 100%. I thought they tuned out on the best match on Raw to chant about a beach ball. During the New Day segment, I was hoping the revival would come out, and I was excited. I also think Dillinger should be next in line for the IC title whenever they finally give it to Corbin, or we could say U.S. title because of the Superstar shakeup. Superstar. Cool. Yeah, thanks, dude. Um, uh, I don't know if that's... I, I don't know if I feel that that is Dillinger's spot right now, because mm-hmm. especially with like Brock gone... I mean, I mean not gone, but you know, like away. Those are like, you know, essentially the the top titles of the brands or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I feel like he's in that spot yet. So, not ready just yet. I don't think so. Okay. I mean, he's over. I mean, you gotta tip your hat to him on that one. But mm-hmm. that doesn't always just being that over. I don't necessarily think means you're like top guy. The guy. Yeah. You're ready to lead the squad and all yeah. that. Okay. But yeah, thanks James for the uh, for the feedback. We appreciate it. Uh, last bit of feedback we have is from Clark saying the super, superstar shakeup feels rushed. 
The superstars who were sent to Raw were the ones that helped make SmackDown Live as the land of opportunity. I think Bray would be overlooked on Raw uh, because he is the only active singles. Uh, wait, because the only active singles title is the Intercontinental Championship. I find it odd that they switched Sin Cara and Kalisto's brand. They should have paired them together on SmackDown or let them join 205 Live. For some reason, whatever brand Owens goes, Zayn will always be there or also be there. Uh, also, I'd like to know, what is your reaction on Elias Sampson showing up on Raw and the drifting away? Um, I don't I don't think I would say that the superstar, what is this, mix-up? Shake-up. Shake shake up. I don't know that it felt, like, rushed. Um, I'm not sure what else you'd want from it. It's not like, they don't have a way to... They can't make it big. Well, they don't have a way to stretch that out. Like, yeah. how do you even stretch that out? Like, show them contemplating picks or something that that makes for a lot of weird TV. I think. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't say that it's rushed. And as far as the Kalisto stuff, like, he, why he should have been on Raw all along because they have the cruisers. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why. I don't know why um, that feels weird to you. I mean, I guess. I think this, what he's saying is they should have paired Sin Cara and uh, and Kalisto together. Yeah, but they aren't really doing the tag thing so much, as far as I can tell. And um, well, it's because they've been on separate brands. Well, yeah, but he Kalisto is best used in the cruiser, mm-hmm. uh, best used in in the cruiserweight division. As far as you know, I mean, he's had good matches with people outside of the division. I'm not saying he can't, but they don't seem to have any direction for him. So why not have, you know, why not him make him a focal point of like two or five or what and the cruiserweight division mm-hmm. and they tried to like, like wink at everyone and tell them sing cars or cruiserweight, but there's no way that dude's under two or five. I like, just looked it up. He is. Is he under two or five? Mm-hmm. Do they Wh- really where check did you though? look it up? They, they the internet, they work the weights all the time. Yeah. Yeah. They work heights and weights all the time. According to the internet, he's one ninety eight, five foot seven, one ninety eight. All right. Well, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know that I believe it or that I don't. I mean, I'm just, I will They bill say- Sami Zayn is 212, Dolph Ziggler 218, Kalisto 170. Kalisto's uh, quite a bit bulkier than like uh, Sami Zayn. Zayn's taller, yes, but... Kalisto's 5'6". Yeah, I don't know. What about uh, Apollo Crews? It's not super important to me. Let's see. Because he could join it if... I don't know. I don't know how much that dude weighs. Paul Cruz is about 225. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a he's a, he's like, a big guy. Dude, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't feel I don't feel like it's rushed because I don't know what you do to. I don't know why you'd want it prolonged, and I don't know what you would do to prolong it in a way that would be satisfying, like viewing. Um, is there something else that we were supposed to comment on? Uh, I Samson. mean, we'll we'll get into the. Uh, yeah, I mean, Elias Sampson, if you want to go ahead and talk about that. You're, you were right. Hmm. Him comes to the roster, we're like, no, nah, he's going to be repackaged. And like, nope. No, he would not. I didn't say that. I didn't have an opinion on it. <laughs> I think that was me and Richard. Hmm. Yeah, Elias Sampson going to be uh, drifting around on Raw. Mm-hmm. So that, that That's a thing now. He's, I don't know. Um, before we get too far into the uh, Raw and SmackDown coverage, I do want to talk about the uh, the commentary shakeup that they did. Um, it was announced that Byron Saxton, Saxton would be leaving Raw and moving over to SmackDown with um, 
Tom Phillips. Yeah. Well, no, I was I was trying oh, to think who's of coming who's over? coming back over to Raw. Otonga. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. I, for whatever reason, I blinked on his name. David oh, I Otonga's you meant, okay, moving I, Raw. I was thinking you were saying like who's this? Okay. He's going over. Yeah, with Tom Phillips and JBL. Right. Um, They're gonna bash on Otunga. You think? I think at first. You think who's gonna bash on Otunga? Graves. I think at first Graves is gonna be like. You know, Otunga, I'm so glad that you're here. You're so much better than uh, than Corey Graves. And then Otunga will probably say something. But you're better than Byron Saxton. You said Corey Graves. Oh, I'm sorry. Better than Byron Saxton. Uh, and then Otunga will say something towards the superstar, and Graves will be like, oh, man, you're just as bad. <laughs> or something. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, I, I did catch SmackDown, and it, it seemed like a much better fit putting Byron on commentary uh, for the SmackDown well, team. Well, they're not passionate on him. Well, yeah, that's one thing. Uh, I'm trying to think. Didn't they? Didn't he and Tom Phillips call NXT for, for a short while? Yeah. Not so. I don't think solely just those two. But well, I mean, like they were, they were in the mix. Yeah. Oh, yeah that's right. Cause that was whenever um, uh, Kevin Owens was on, was on NXT because he would always go over and sit next to him. Mm-hmm. I, re- I remember <clears> that now. So that's cool. Um, I would like to talk about the uh, the Morrow or JBL fiasco that's going on. Was there some more things that has developed? Um, well, I don't think he's coming back. Yeah, it's it's pretty much um, Morrow's gone. He's not coming back to WWE. Wow. Um, you know he he's he's been very open with his bipolar disorder and. Uh, it he was oh, a, it was bipolar. I thought it was like depression. Well, that's I'll, these sort of things sort of go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, okay. I think depression is a part of bipolar disorder, and if not, if not like explicitly linked together, it's like things that you know affect one another. Mm-hmm. So, that's and sad. Uh, and on his Twitter account, he was liking certain sat- statuses and. Uh, favoriting things and commenting on on certain tweets that were directed towards him uh, that put JBL in a negative fashion, basically calling him a bully. And uh, so Morrow seemed to be not officially saying it, but pointing fingers towards JBL like that was the cause of him leaving. Damn. And, uh, you know, there was, there was, I believe, Justin Roberts, former WWE announcer. Yes. Uh, he had a book that came out that was telling stories about you know, in short, JBL stole his passport to where he couldn't catch the flight or something. Or or, or had people still... Yeah, something along those lines. Um, basically portraying JBL as a bully. And I think there's been stories like that in the past. I mean, there's the Joey Styles stuff where Joey Styles just decked his ass for being yeah. a dick. And But here's the thing, like, I... <clears throat> It seems like wrestling fandom is split in two on this, where mm-hmm. some people are like, you just, you know, you're supposed to quote unquote man up and deal with whatever, you know, like deal with bullies. Like people would say, oh, Joey Styles, that's how, you know, you're supposed to deal with a bully. And then there are there are, there are the people who are like, you know, that's a bunch of bullshit. And, um, you know, not everyone is equipped are able to like defend themselves in that specific way. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like not just because 
Daniel and Tyler would flip over a table and like say, let's go outside, motherfuckers. Doesn't mean me. I may be the type where I was like, where I'm like, I can't, I'm not uncomfortable like confronting mm-hmm. someone. You know what I mean? So just because, you know, Joey Styles knocked his dumb ass out doesn't mean that that is. That's not what Morrow is going to do. What, what Morrow is capable of doing or what mm-hmm. Morrow feels comfortable doing. And to me, that's like saying, like, you're sort of excusing like the actions of JBL and, and a lot of this is sort of beating around the bush because a lot of this, a lot of the uh, like other conversation that's been surrounding this is that even if they got rid of JBL over this, it wouldn't change anything because Vince encourages like mm-hmm. the culture of this and Vince, basically a lot of the bullying is sort of like handed down from Vince. Like Vince enjoys it. Vince wants people to, buttons pushed in this sort of way and that's what yeah. a lot of the conversation has been surrounding this even getting ready not that this excuses i'm not i don't want to take the conversation off of jbl is right or wrong i'm saying but there is more to it than just jbl is an asshole which he is and he's not a good announcer anyway so fuck <laughs> him either way but um it's the culture of the company and that's never going to change with vince is there is is a lot of the conversation surrounding this so mm-hmm. I don't know. It's sad. I mean, um, <clears throat> just because, like, just because some people have the ability to stand up for themselves in that specific way, doesn't mean everyone else does. And so, but that doesn't mean they should have to suffer with it because they they can't stand up for themselves in that way. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just it's a bunch of bullshit. Like, why you're a fucking grown ass man? And I know. See, I think a lot of it, and I know in my past, a lot of this. I think a lot of wrestling fandoms uh, feelings about pro wrestling, especially me as a more immature person in my younger years was like, you sort of like the idea of this culture is while we all know it's fake. We sort of, we, we like the idea that this is supposed to be like a culture of tough guys where like, Oh, these tough guys should just fucking handle their shit. If they've got a beef then they should just fucking fight about it. But that's not really like what like this all is, you know what I mean? And that's, not everyone's like that and not everybody wants to. some people just Morrow, as far as I can tell is just really stoked on announcing shit and wants to come and do a fucking like you know his, like his, job. his job of like what he thinks announcing is you know what I mean and like he may not want to put up with the bullshit and that's mm-hmm. that's his right you know like but and the fact that he that he's dealing like it's not something that he that happened while he's been working with WWE, he has had bipolar disorder, and that mm-hmm. in itself is is something that's tough to work with. Yeah, of course. And I I don't mean like work with as in like you know Tom Phillips working with with Morrow. I mean like in his own mind, that is a struggle. That is something that's very tough to deal with. Yeah. And uh, you know, for for someone to go in and egg it on and try and drive him out, it's it's unacceptable behavior. It's unprofessional. Has JBL apologized? No. As he, far as I can tell, he just blocks. He just blocks people on Twitter. Like anyone who tries to to say anything about him. Did you say the Did you see the Militech, uh the Pat Militich stuff? Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. Well, uh, Pat Militich is like a MMA fighter. You know, he's in the MMA world. You know, Morrow comes from MMA, so he's got a lot of friends yeah. in that world. So, like, Pat Militich tweeted at JBL directly, and was like, "Hey, he's like, I don't like." He's like, I got a bone to pick with you over strong arm of my boy uh, Morrow. He's like, he's like, let's talk about this like face to face, like men, Johnny, like real condescending to him. Like, <laughs> and I just, 
I just like the idea of someone like JBL who has such a history of bullying. Like, this is not the first time people have said this type of stuff about JBL. It's not the first time he's been accused. It's not the first time we're hearing stories about this shit. Mm -hmm. This is one of those so much smoke there's you can't deny there's some fire there situations you know so it's sort of pleasant for me to see like legitimate tough guys like saying oh you you think you're a fucking bully like well let's you want to mess with our friends let's <laughs> uh let's settle let's this. see how much of a hard ass you really are yeah. <laughs> so that's you know you it's know. good to see someone sticking up for him yeah and... i mean it's just sort of bullshit i don't know like it's not jbl is like one of those I mean, I'm not saying the guy's not tough, but he's like one of those guys who probably fancies himself a little bit tougher than he is. I mean, it's not yeah. like he ain't got his ass knocked out by Bart Gunn or Steve <laughs> Blackman or Joey Styles <laughs> or, or, you know, however many, you know. Yeah. So. I mean, so, all you have to do is stand up, just stand up to him and pop him. Yeah, uh, but did, that's Did he not, ever fight back? Did those other people ever fight? Or did he fight back against Blackman and Styles or whatever? No, Joey Styles knocked his ass out. Oh, he knocked him out like he was he, unconscious? He, he fucking punched him, and he, like, he went down. Bart, I mean, the Bart Gunn stuff was the tough enough stuff. He, like, mm -hmm. I mean, Boxing, not, not yeah. tough enough. The brawl for all is what, excuse me, like, when he just beat him, like, legitimately. <laughs> and supposedly they had, I guess it was it in Hardcore Holly's book they were talking about where Hardcore Holly, Shamrock, and Blackman were riding together, and JBL was fucking with uh, Blackman one time, and Blackman's like, <laughs> one more time, dude. One more time, and then uh, supposedly he threw some kicks at him, and JBL's like, "All right, I'm like supposedly like they they got he threw some kicks, and JBL went down. They broke it up, and then like in catering, he like apologized to. Him. He's like, I, should, hmm. I shouldn't have fucked with you. I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. one of the things that that came out was uh, Jerry the King Lawler basically saying, "You just have to know JBL." That doesn't excuse his actions. Uh, you know, they're like, well, that's just that's just the kind of guy he is. He likes to get people riled up and and do that. No, dude, there's there's too, there's been too many, too much talk about it being bullying to for me to not take it seriously as that. Yeah, like me personally, I have a very sarcastic attitude. So whenever I meet people for the first time, it takes them a while to get where I'm coming from. But I'm not going to sit there and tear somebody down. And and be like, oh no, I'm just I was just messing with you. Oh, I'm just kidding he around. Got, like, he probably got used to the hazing and everything back in the day. Mm. You know when he was part of the roster and he kept on doing it. Um, I mean, look at the stuff with also the Miz. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> hazing is not an uncommon word as far as backstage locker room type stuff. You know, I I read JTG's books. You know, Dan Wider to write this, uh, which I would highly recommend if you want to hear some funny backstage stories where he hints at who he's talking about rather than just saying it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's inappropriate, it's unprofessional, it's unnecessary. And WWE just lost a, well, I don't know, but lost a good announcer. Yeah, he was one of the better ones. You know, he, uh, a lot of people said he... Uh, Outside of Jim Ross, he was the best commentator that they've had in a number of years. So, I mean, it sucks that he has to go. and But I'm also glad that he chose to walk away from the situation that was causing him distress. Do you think Jeff Jarrett like, hey, we need to get him? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't been uh, keeping up with, with Impact. So, Are you about to say TNA? Uh, no. Oh, okay. 
But, you know, it, it sucks that it happened. And like Doug said, nothing nothing really is going to come from it as far as JBL goes because he's, he's not showing any kind of remorse. He's just blocking people on Twitter so he doesn't have to read the comments. And uh, as long as Vince is there encouraging it, then nothing's ever going to get done about it. So it sucks. And just to re- I just want to reiterate sort of that the people that are falling into the camp of, you know, you just there's only if if you're being bullied or you feel like you're being bullied, then like handle it or whatever. That's not it's easier every, said than done. Not everybody's capable of that. And, and not everybody wants to put up with that shit. No mm-hmm. one ever not not everyone want to have wants to have to like throw hands just because someone won't fucking like leave them all alone. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's. I don't know. I I don't know. I think it's a stretch to defend it, but I mean, I think, do you think, I mean, what do you guys think about this? Do you think that the people that fall in that camp do so because they like romanticize wrestling as like a tough guy environment or whatever, or, um, I know that I sort of like, I, I feel like I've been guilty of that as like a younger person. Like, I feel like I'm like, at a place in my life where I'm like, nah, it's just bullshit. But I feel like maybe in, in my youth, I could be like, well, these dudes are tough guys. Mm. And like, if you're, if you know what stupid stuff, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Cause when I was younger and stuff like that, even though I watched wrestling, but I didn't really want to get into any fights or anything like yeah. that. So I don't know. I, mean, I was the same. I don't mean you as a fan. I just mean like you as a fan, like the aura of it being like a tough guy business. Mm. So I'm not saying like, I'm not asking you to like defend that position. I'm saying, do you think that's where some of the fans that are coming from that other side, why they're coming from it on that side? Or do you even care? I mean, it, maybe it's not important. Maybe we just say we don't fucking agree with you. So nah, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Maybe I'm not making any sense, but whatever. I mean, it makes sense, but I think some of it comes with how someone was raised, you know, because obviously some people have, have tougher lives than others and they're told, look, you got to toughen up. And that's it. End of story. You know, mm-hmm. some people come from very strict households. Some come from very lenient households. It all, I, I maybe it comes from from that. So they're like, you know what? When I was little, I had it so much worse, and I was, you know, I had a very rough childhood, and I had to get through it. So you just toughen up, mm-hmm. and so maybe that's where they see the situation. I don't know. I, I can't. I certainly can't speak for anyone. Uh, other than myself, but maybe that's a small portion of it. And they said, and maybe it is. Well, you know, wrestling is supposed to be a, a macho man, not Randy Savage, but, right. you know, a macho dude. Ooh, yeah. And, uh, you know, they're supposed to be tough. They're supposed to be able to to take the punishment and dish it out. So. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we could just say that for the record that we... We tried. <laughs> well, I'm just saying for the record, do we think it's sort of bullshit that he's bullying people? Absolutely. Yeah. Especially in this day and age, especially whenever you have an anti-bullying campaign called Be A Star, where yeah. you go to all the schools in the area and look how great we are. Let's all chant Be A Star. Yeah. And then you come out and find out when you're- Encourage the exact incur- opposite yeah. in your employees. Yes. It's, uh, it's kind of stupid. Yeah. And it kind of makes me want to hear more of that- CM Punk pipe bomb where he says you want to hear about this whole Vince McMahon anti-bullying campaign and then the mic gets cut off and 
Yeah, let's hear it. I want to hear all of that. Um, anywho, let's get into Raw and SmackDown because it's the superstar shakeup. It's time to shake things up again. Um, there wasn't really any clear indication of what was going to be happening. No, they or how they something was going to be announced. They didn't say before how. Yeah, uh, the show just kind of started with uh, with Miz and Maurice coming out dressed as John Cena. And, uh, I and thought it was, when the music hit, I was like, oh, I thought they were gone. And I was like, oh, I guess they're going to roll. <laughs> the crowd bit into it as well. It's really nice that, they, that they've done it to a certain degree that the crowd will buy it up until about the time they get to the ring. So that's just enough time. It's, they, they're both. The thing that sells it for me every time is the posture. Yeah. Like the posture, like the way he does his chest out, butt mm-hmm. out, like arms, like 90 degree angles, you know, thing. Yeah. And even like Maurice has got the Nikki thing too. It's yeah. Their posture. The hip, the hip yeah. turns and all yeah. that. That's awesome. <laughs> Bravo on both of them. Posture gets me every time. I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, so they come out. So they are the, uh, the newest additions to, uh, to Monday Night Raw before, uh, Raw even got started on their Facebook page. They announced that Apollo Crews had been brought over, and <laughs> the 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 first thought that popped into my head was, "Wow!" Once again, before Raw even gets started, they're bringing him on too soon. Like this could have been a chance for them to repackage him, redebut him on Raw. Yeah, we got him. Like have him debut on Raw, but it's like once again they're bringing him in early. And uh, he's not even on Raw. He's on a video prior to it. Yeah. Do you think that they switched so many people, though? That they, they... I mean, that's what they did with SmackDown. There was people like, oh, they're going to be here soon or next week. Or... Sure. So, But it was like, hey, it's like 5 o'clock on Monday, and everyone's getting ready for Monday Night Raw. And, oh, look, here's the newest person. It's Apollo Crews. Welcome. Thanks. Yeah, all I mean, right. I mean, look, <laughs> all right. I can see the argument that if they had time for Kurt Hawkins, they had time for anybody. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and that's that's yeah. not even a slight at Kurt Hawkins. It's just that his gimmick is like job guy that who talks a little bit before he jobs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if they're wanting to take Apollo Crews seriously and move him over to Raw and give him a chance, that's not the way to do it. Sorry, it's not. But we'll see. Um, but Miz and Maurice were interrupted by uh, Dean Ambrose, another SmackDown guy moving over to Raw. And uh, a lot of fans noticed that uh, that Ambrose was sporting a little bit of uh, jewelry. Did you guys happen to catch that? No. I did not, but I heard the after the fact people saying that yeah. they got married in secret. Yeah, that's the late breaking news. Dean Ambrose and, uh, and Renee Young secretly, quietly tying the knot. So <laughs> Renee Ambrose. Yeah. That's yeah. cute. That's cute. Yeah, for them. they are. They're a very cute couple. Um, congratulations on them on those two. I have not seen Total Divas, but I heard she's really good on Total Divas. Mm. Uh, from what I've seen, yeah, she's pretty good. Uh, I've only seen like two or three episodes with hmm. her on it. Interesting. So yeah, apparently, uh, I didn't even know they were engaged to be honest. But uh, I like I knew either. they had been dating. Yeah. But I did not know that they were engaged or to be wed. So uh, congratulations to those two. They make a very fine couple. Um, I did chuckle a little bit at Ambrose 
saying, uh, I'm so glad that you guys are here, Cena and Nikki. And, you know, he kind of played off on it. And then uh, Miz was like, dude, I'm not John Cena, and that's clearly not Nikki. Like, I'm Miz, and that's Maurice. And uh, Ambrose said, oh, well, in that case, dirty deeds, walk out, which is fine. Um, any thoughts on the opening part? I mean, not really. Any thoughts on Miz coming to Raw? Um. Ouch. Uh, no. It's. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Raw so mm-hmm. far. I feel like, and I miss SmackDown this week just because I worked late. I haven't seen it yet, but I I tried to watch the little like before I got here. I tried to watch the little like video clips where they show the highlights of the show or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm not sure that I know everyone who switched to SmackDown, but from my gut feeling, my overall feelings of like the shakeup in general, I was like, I don't know how I feel about Raw, but SmackDown looks like lean and mean. Like, you want me to tell you who switched to SmackDown? Uh, I mean, sure. I mean, good. I mean, I know like New Day's there. I know that uh, Zayn, Kevin, Kevin Owens, uh, Charlotte. They brought Tamina back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have uh, Sin Cara, Rusev, and Lana. Rusev and Lana. A lot of people I like on SmackDown. It feels yeah. like a leaner, meaner show. Like as far as like they have less people, but they actually have people they I'm ended interested up in. Uh, in this shakeup. Uh, SmackDown got thirteen people. Raw got eleven. Hmm. So wait, what? Yeah, eleven people. I believe so. Here's something I will say as far as Ooh. I think that's what the number was. I thought they got like six or seven each. Well, let's see. You had. Miz, Maurice, Dean Ambrose, um, uh, Apollo Crews, Kalisto, Reiner, uh, uh, Heath Slater, Rhino, Elias Sampson. Maurice and Lana are like package deals yeah. because they manage their Mickey James, Alexa Bliss. Yeah, Mickey James and Alexa Bliss. I know we're I know we're jumping ahead here, but can we just talk about how over Alexa was when her fucking music hit and she came? That out? was pretty uh, pretty people, impressive pop. People yeah. were into her. And I love the fact how and how she handled the crowd too. Yeah. She's like, "Look, I don't need y'all's approval, yeah. so can y'all be quiet for a second? Thanks." Yeah, good for her. She's oh. gonna be. A, she's gonna be somebody. You know? And Kurt Hawkins. That's all. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, I guess if you can count it as a shakeup, because we knew the week before, but you know, revival is on Raw, right? And then SmackDown has Shinsuke and Ty mm-hmm. Dillinger. So, mm-hmm. yeah, SmackDown got Owens, Zayn. Um, Epico, Primo. Oh, yeah, Epico and Primo. Uh, Charlotte, Tamina, Rusev, Lana, Sinkara, New Day. If if Roman had gone to SmackDown, I'd be like, that's a fucking... That show, you know, that's a, that's a, a banger of a show, but... I like that roster. I yeah. like that roster. The shakeup, I think... At first glance, I was like, ah, I don't know. But something about the Smack, SmackDown oh, roster Raw also is, got Bray is feeling good for me. <laughs> Say what? Raw also got Bray Wyatt. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which I don't know how I feel about that. Let me say this about Apollo because I'll forget because we sort of already moved on from him. Why <laughs> I think Raw is a good place for Apollo to be is because SmackDown's a, a shorter show. Mm-hmm. If you're on SmackDown, you have to have a direction already, or you're someone who's there to enhance everyone else. And that's why him and Kalisto sort of lost. They just sort of like rolled around. And Raw's a bigger show, so they mm-hmm. have more chances to get them on the show. They have more time to find something for them to do. Like you already have to be sort of 
on your way to doing something yeah. in SmackDown, or you should be because it's a shorter show. They have less time for seeing what works with some people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I, I think Raw might be good for Apollo. But, I hope uh, so. Like I hope they give him a chance. Uh, you know, like the whole having Kurt Hawkins there and just to be KO'd by by the Big Show. I don't know. Like, is that the best use for I mean, him? Is that the best use? Kurt for... Hawkins and Elias Sampson are gonna be jobbers. I don't know. I feel like they're gonna try and make something from Elias. I think that's like it's. I mean, I like the idea of jobbers coming back, and mm-hmm. it's a, it's a different spin on the jobber because he's a a little bit more name valued of a jobber. But I like him just sort of being here to put people over. It's sort of where Jinder Mahal is as well. Oh yeah, Jinder's on SmackDown. Yeah, that's right. Oh, they got Rhino and Heath Slater on Raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean it's something about the overall feeling of SmackDown. I like. I don't. I maybe I can't put my finger on it. Maybe I can't articulate it. Mm-hmm. But I like where SmackDown ended up with all this. Yeah. I am a little bit reserved about the move of of Bray Wyatt back over to to Raw. Um, I felt like he was finally starting to get some momentum going. They cut it out from under him by giving the title back over to Orton. And just, I don't know. It's just kind of a bummer. Um, Like, SmackDown, Orton went up against... uh, Let me say something that... Okay. That some people aren't going to like. A lot of people aren't going to like. A lot of people aren't going to agree with. You guys may not even agree with me. I think the gimmick's dead. Like, that gimmick's going nowhere. Yeah. They, they may as well try something else with him. I mean, it's over with the crowd, but... it's It's got... It feels like it's hit whatever ceiling it had. Yeah. I, mean, I think maybe... I don't think he needs a new look or anything. I would just maybe walk back the Hocus Pocus shit mm-hmm. and just maybe make him just sort of a scummy dude. And yeah. then and maybe less... Maybe less promos sounding like he's reading some fucking occult novel or something, and then maybe just more scummy shit. Because I think we've gone as far as we can with this this iteration of him as a as a person. Time to readapt. Yeah, I think maybe walk back some of the supernatural stuff. Well, I, know, I know some people like yeah. that, but I think he's hit his ceiling with it because he's he's going after Finn. Mm-hmm. So well, he won't be able to do much for. Two to four weeks because Finn Balor's out with a concussion. What? He, that forearm that he took from uh, that elbow that he took from Jinder Mahal, where he kind of just hit the ground and was kind of out of it. That was a concussion. They showed their. I'm surprised they showed the replay so many times. They they showed the well, replay twice. They probably didn't know at first. It, I mean, it, it looked his, it looked stiff to stiff as hell, but that's because it was stiff as hell. Yes, but it, it looks stiff as hell because he just elbowed him in the fucking face. Yeah. Um, they, all those he looked like all those whelps on his face afterwards. You're like, man, he looks blank. But yeah. What if they did? I know he's he kind of dropped most of it, but it was like Bray Wyatt versus Broken Matt Hardy, but he's not broken anymore. Mm-hmm. He just just says, whose compound do they go to? Yeah. <laughs> you guys oh, remember that god awful New Day Wyatt uh, compound yeah. thing that they did? God, so bad. Yeah, the difference between Broken Matt Hardy. And Bray Wyatt as Brooklyn Matt Hardy is over as fuck. <laughs> and Bray- well, just imagine the, how the crowd would react if the Hardy Boys are in the middle of the ring, lights go out, boom! There's Bray Wyatt standing in front of him. The crowd would lose their shit. Yeah, but that's they would lose their shit because of the Hardys, not because of the interaction. I don't think. 
No, I think it would be the the face to face because it's the the battle of the two oddballs. You know, they both have yeah, the mystical powers, and he doesn't do mystical stuff anymore. He he just he's not broken, and he's not. Well, in the fans' eyes, he still is. I mean, he does the the weird laugh and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and I don't know if they still do. Yeah, he does. I don't know, but it's the fact that they still haven't given him like any kind of promo time. So I think they're, they're still really still unsure what they can get away with. Yeah, I think they're kind of still there's a, there is a team of the lawyers options. somewhere figuring out exactly what they can and can't do. What I loophole, hope they can what loopholes sh- they can use, and I hope they can figure that shit out before the crowd turns. They can't get McDivitt in there to steamroll fucking Impact's lawyers. Fuck. <laughs> how many? How much dirt like, is that? <laughs> McDivitt fucking has gotten them out of everything. I can't believe they can't take on fucking Impact. <laughs> Impact probably couldn't look, even fucking afford to go to, to trial with them. I don't know why they wouldn't just try and steamroll Like, them. Vince, look, it's just cheaper if we just buy Impact so that you own the rights. <laughs> like, ah, all right, damn I mean, it. the price has to be coming down by the day, so <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Um, so we talked about some of the Superstar shakeup. Uh, a couple of the matches, the Revival going up against New Day. Revival gets the win for a second week in a row. Yeah. Did the, they did that that move and did like uh, Xavier like scorpioned or something? Yeah, it looked pretty sick. Like he like flipped over and looked like he did a scorpion. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. Um, one of the things that they they mentioned, uh, the new day came out and cut us cut a short promo. Uh, Kofi uh, Kingston is out uh, out of action for a number of weeks. He suffered an ankle injury. Uh, from the attack from the revival uh, last week after the match concluded. So he had to have uh, a surgery and uh, is expected to be out for a number of weeks. So that kind of sucks. But. Yeah, I like the I like the Greg the Hammer Valentine tribute too with the I, We Broke Cuffies. Yes. <laughs> that was, uh, broke that shirt. was a nice touch. And then uh, even the, uh, the T-shirt with the ice cream bike with the 2007-2017. Was that supposed to be something like the Wahoo's Leg shirt? Is that another thing they were... Because the we broke Kofi's leg is the yeah the uh, I Greg broke the his hammer neck. I broke Wahoo's leg shirt thing but uh, what is the, the leg, is the yeah. RIP ice cream thing is that supposed to be another thing too I don't think so it might just be a, just a okay. you know we killed your, your yeah. ice cream dreams or whatever um, there was a backstage segment with Neville talking to TJ Perkins uh, and sort of getting into the ear of TJP saying you know what I don't take anyone serious around here but I think if you were to Take yourself a little more seriously. You could uh, you could do great things. Something along those lines. Uh, Austin Aries coming up and saying, you don't really believe this guy, do you? And Perkins kind of giving him the stink eye. Um, like we've... Well, he also, Neville said that, you know, that Austin... Your spot was handed yeah, to Austin. Yeah, Austin's you know. taking everyone's opportunities. Mm-hmm. So I think he's uh, talking a little sense into, uh, into TJ Perkins. And uh, it turns out to be true because uh, T.J. Perkins defeats Austin Aries later on in the night, and then he attacked Austin Aries uh, from behind and looks to be sporting a little uh, cocky, heelish attitude. The crowd certainly booed him. To me, he reads better as sort of a cocky prick than uh, like a generic baby face. Yeah. Know? So that's the, that's Apollo's problem. Is that he's just happy to be here. Well, Apollo's problem is he's like so you could tell he's just like a nice, polite dude. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Man, I 
I don't buy that you want to like fight somebody or, yeah. or you want to hurt somebody. And I don't know, man. I think it's just they're both just like generic babyface guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, but the, the the flip side is I can't I couldn't buy Apollo as a heel either because I wouldn't buy it that he's a dick. Uh, we're here with John Johnson. <laughs> it's John Jackson and Jack Johnson. Anywho, um, as we talked about earlier, Kurt Hawkins made his appearance, got knocked out by Big Show. He was trying to hug him, man, and Big Show was being a dick. Yeah. He was just trying to face the facts Yeah, face Kurt it. Hawkins. Yeah. Um, we got the state of Seth Rollins uh, to come out. Um, I actually I enjoyed the the promo that he gave where you know he was very being very sentimental thanking the fans you know I I've done some very heinous things in the past but you guys have been with me along the way and oh, I just didn't buy it I was like yeah. buy the whole time and I was like bullshit whether, <laughs> whether it was bullshit or not no, I liked I mean, it. it it was bullshit but I'm just saying like <laughs> I did, it didn't read there was no. Uh, there was just no genuineness coming off of him. It just felt so like I could tell he was trying to sound humble and well, it was fake modesty, it was, and not in the good way where you're a heel who's trying to do fake uh, obvious fake modesty. Mm-hmm. It was just like you can't convey modesty. Yeah, it was just like you actually can't do what you're trying to do, <laughs> and it just came off bad to me. I, you know what? I don't like Seth Rollins. I just I've come to the realization I just don't like Seth Rollins as a promo. I don't yeah. buy. I don't buy into any of his good guy shtick at all, and his bad guy shit just falls flat with me. I don't know. Like, I don't buy him as a good guy, and I don't buy him as a bad guy. I mean, I buy him more as a bad guy, mm-hmm. but I don't like Do you it. buy him as the guy? No, I don't. What about the man? Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> uh, okay, and that's fair, but for me, it worked. Um, you know, he he showed that humility. He showed that humbleness and and it worked for me i was like okay rollins you're you're all right in my book see the 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 thing that i thought was that he did best was when they did the contract signing before mania where he was where he was um yeah and again that wasn't delivery that was just like in theory like the words that he said made sense motivational wise looking for redemption yeah I don't like who I've become, and that's why I'm doing this, not because whatever. Yeah, I liked all that. Maybe not so much in practice as in theory, but that was to me. That's the best mic work he's done, maybe in you know a long time. I don't yeah. Know. How about you, Tyler? What, what do you think about uh, Rollins' speech? Um, every when he talks, especially as a babyface, I'm like, you fucking phony. Every <laughs> time. I don't know. I feel like I'm torn because I like him. Yeah. But, you know, I do believe what Doug's saying, too. I kind of feel that way, too. So, I don't know. Undecided? Like, you, If you're going to be a top guy in the company, you have to be good at hiding. He doesn't actually need to convey, like, genuine modesty, but he has to be able to, like, convey that to the crowd and make the crowd believe his bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, you're, the crowd has to buy into his bullshit if mm-hmm. it's going to work, and I just don't buy into his bullshit. Well... I'm I'm sure many people do. I'm probably in the minority. I didn't but. cash out. I bought in to the evolution of Seth Rollins. See, I buy that a little more, even though I still don't like him as a heel promo. But yeah, I just like him as a promo. Period. Okay. Uh, well, it seems like you you you're just not particularly a fan of his. What is there something that he could do that would get you on on 
his sign. Well, well, I don't know how you articulate that. Like, how yeah. do I? How do you articulate what he needs to do to make you believe in him? You know what I mean? It's just something about the way he can. He talks. It's just like his aura as a baby face. I call bullshit on right. You know, how you like say. Yeah. Yeah, I just call bullshit. I I don't know that I could articulate. Seem like he's like, trying too hard, or mm, not trying hard enough, or maybe a little bit of both. Maybe a little column A, a little column B. Okay. I know that that sounds like not an answer, but you know what I mean. No, no, no. I I, I get it. But um, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, Kurt Angle comes out and uh, is saying, you know, that was Stephanie's Raw, and this is my show now. Um. And as long as I see that fire in your eyes, you're going to have a place right here. Monday Night Raw. Oh, man. <laughs> it's just so refreshing to have, as played out as like managers and authority figures are, it's just such a pleasant like change of pace to have a babyface authority figure for once. Yeah. And I'm sure this is going to get fucked up in just a matter they of They could have gone with Teddy Long. He's a, he's a good guy. Yeah. Plus, he's got all the, you know. Well, you got, say that. You say uh, a face general manager role. What's your thoughts so far on, on the whole Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon side of things? I feel like they're so much less visible on the show than mm-hmm. on than Stephanie is on Raw that I don't even think. It's not of, a forced presence. I don't think about them. Whenever you say authority figure, I forget that they're even on SmackDown. Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing. They're not a forced presence. With Stephanie, it's, oh, let's go out there and talk for 15 minutes at the start of the show every single week. Right. Oh, let's have three backstage segments every single week. Oh, let's make sure we get involved in the main event some as well. Weeks, some weeks, they're only on the show like for 30 seconds backstage or something, which yeah. is fine. Which is and fine. then they go to Talking Smack, yeah. and, and it works just perfectly. Yeah. Um, I just forget that, I forget that they're even there, which yeah. is good because that's they shouldn't be the focus of the show. Yeah. And sometimes they don't even have to be there, and they can just say, "Oh, we heard, we just heard from General Manager Dana yeah. Bryan." So, good on SmackDown for that. But um, well, they're a shorter show; they can't. Yeah, they, 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 really they just don't have blocked, the time to spare. They can't get bogged down in all that bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Kurt Angle came out, and then Samoa Joe came out, um, and Samoa Joe and Seth Rollins brawled. And I don't know about you guys, but it looked awkward as hell watching Kurt Angle trying to separate them. Just because, like, he's so he's so built, being uh, Kurt Angle, that being in that suit looks like he has no neck. So he's just trying to, like, separate them, and it just looks awkward because the the suit is rising up, and it's it's just weird. It's Here's weird my take: He does have the no neck thing, but that's <laughs> because he has the Cena no neck, but like in a suit thing. Yeah, those dudes just have really big fucking necks. Yeah. That's not why I think it looks so weird. What I think he was trying to do is walk the line between. Don't want to get physical. I am a former, not just a wrestler, but a former like you know all time like wrestler. So people know that I that I fight. So he's trying to walk the line of like how much should I like take control of the situation? Like it shouldn't be. It's supposed to be about these two guys getting physical. Mm-hmm. So me getting physical shouldn't override and overpower what they're doing. Right. But also, people know that I fight, so I can't just like be like, oh, I, I can't control these. Guys. So yeah. he's got like a weird line that he has to walk. That's probably going to be like a problem for him, like in general as a manager, because it's different with Foley because he's so much older. He gets around so bad. Right. And not that Foley, not that the angle gets around great, but he gets around a lot better than Foley does. And I'm sure we're going to see him compete in a match or two. They'd be like, "Look, dude, you crossed the line. I'm sorry. We can't let that stand." But see, he's got a weird line to walk between, 
taking too much control mm-hmm. and like not and then letting the people who are there to shine shine and then like overpowering the, the scene yeah so to me that's was he was trying to like walk a tightrope that he didn't know he wasn't quite sure what to do right and not so much about his neck but yeah he's got a weird neck i mean <laughs> yeah yeah no doubt about it yeah <laughs> it just looks super awkward with him just like putting his hands out he's like hey whoa hang on guys whoa um we got to see Charlotte go up against Nia Jax. Um, Nia Jax ended up getting the victory because we would later find out Charlotte moved over to SmackDown. Speaking of concussions, when Charlotte hit the bucket <sighs> to the out, she looked Nia looked dead behind the eyes. The finish of the match, all the way up the ramp, she looked like the lights were on, but nobody was fucking home. Did you see her? Whenever go, she did the when Charlotte did the moonsault off the top, and the the, the knees came down. I her saw head. the yeah, I saw the the knees like hit her in the head, and I saw Charlotte's face like slam into the ground. They both, they both took a bad. They took both took a, something bad off of mm-hmm. that, but that was nasty. When the, when the ref raised Nia's hand, and when she was walking back, she looked like even more so than Finn. She looked like nobody was home. Wow. I didn't see I'm that. I'm surprised that they didn't announce a con- concussion for her because I've, I... She might have just been like a little lightheaded or something. It happened before Finn, but like I was like, whoa. No one's people, there. Yeah. Getting concussions up in here. Hmm. I don't know. I didn't, uh, I didn't notice that, but I might have to go back and rewatch it. Um, but yeah, Charlotte, we found out moving over to SmackDown, so she went out on her back, which is fine. Uh, helps make Nia look more like a monster. She defeated the the queen and uh, moving on to her next feud. Uh, we got to see Finn Balor going up against Jinder Mahal. We already discussed the concussion issue. Uh, Finn got the win, but will be out for uh, about two to four weeks. Damn, so, damn, damn. And it sucks because like he's such a talented guy, but now he's... And the injuries aren't even his fault. It's just happening to him. So. Yeah, the elbow definitely wasn't his fault. Yeah, and getting thrown into the barricade and just having an awkward landing that caused the injury. It's just bad timing and just interesting situations. But uh, after the match, the lights went out. Bray Wyatt appeared on the screen. and So it looks like we are going to be seeing Bray Wyatt up against uh, Finn Balor a little further down the line. Um, we talked about the people moving from SmackDown, Apollo Crews, Kalisto, Heath Slater, Rhino, and uh, Elias Sampson coming to Raw. Um, I love the fact that Corey Graves is the heel commentator, but even he cannot stand Elias Sampson. So, he was like that on NXT. He didn't like yeah. Elias. Yeah. and uh, Con- Character continuity. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Um, I think that Elias Sampson is one of those true heels where no one likes him. Go away heat. Yeah, it's that go away, uh, go away heat. It's not the oh, it's cool to boo him or oh yeah, he's a bad guy, so I'm gonna cheer him. It's oh god, this guy sucks so much. Well, go away heat is the bad heat. The the we want to we want you. We to love get your, to hate you. Yeah, we want you to get your ass kicked. Those like the good heat. Yeah. Um, Go away heat means like get off my fucking TV like I don't even want to JBL causing a riot and having people throw batteries at him <laughs> um, yeah after that we got to see Sami Zayn go up against the Miz Sami Zayn ended up getting the victory any thoughts on that no hey can you think of any I'm glad you said that Tyler about um, Corey Graves can you think of any other examples of him paying attention to continuity to how he's felt 
about people on other shows and like bringing it like he didn't like him in NXT, so he continues to not like him. The revival. Um, he loves the revival. Yeah. Uh, can you think of anything of him flipping, flipping on somebody? I feel like he's a guy who pays attention to the continuity. I appreciate that. He's yeah. He's one of the few that'll. That like this, this is how it's already been exposed that I feel about this person. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to flip like completely on, you know, I like, I appreciate that. Yeah. Good on that guy. Yeah. He's, he has done, uh, uh, in my opinion, a very solid job as a, who would have thought it would have been him, you know? Yeah. It was, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't, he, I don't, think I mean, look, I know we all talked about, you know, how we feel awful for Mario and that's a real shitty situation. But we also sort of talked about how people were saying that he was, like, the best guy to come along since, like, Jim Ross. You know what? I like Graves better than I like Morrow. I mean, all honesty, Well, Morrow's a, a play-by-play. Corey is the uh, color. But the way that he goes about doing color and the way that... The, the way Morrow tries to, like dab his toe into color with like the way mm-hmm. he likes to throw references in and stuff and the way that Corey does I think is like so much more natural yeah and, like sometimes more it feels like he's trying to force his shit in you know he's like a wrestler who wants to get his cool spots in he's like this is the thing guys remember mama mia yeah but uh I think Corey like overall I think Corey is in fuego. the best guy to come along in a while I like Corey Corey reminds me a lot of uh attitude era Jerry Lawler without the puppies references like, he seems like he's just having fun doing what he's doing. See, I I mean, I loved JR and and, um, and King and the Attitude Era, but I have a feeling that if I were to go back and revisit some Attitude Era now, I would be annoyed by King. Yeah. But long story short, I, yeah, Corey Graves is, is doing an excellent job uh, on Raw. So I hope he continues to be the... The color voice of the of the future. So um, <laughs> after this, we got to see the most outlandish segment of Monday Night Raw that I've seen in a very long time. Um, that being the Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman brawl, uh, destruction of Roman Reigns. Um, I don't know how else to word it. It was it was certainly an experience to watch and. Uh, Without like going deep, too deep into it at first, I want to get your guys' initial takes on it. Um, there was a little bit of editing that sort of yeah. took me out of it. Yeah, there were some continuity errors. Uh, just from the way they shot the flipping of the ambulance, that made it look a little. I mean, look, it, it was obviously fake, but I'm saying the way they could have they could have edited it in a way because obviously it's a pre-tape. Yeah, but they could have edited it in a way that would made it take you less out of it when they were switching angles. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that I think hurt it a little bit. I like the idea of Braun needs something because yeah. we beat him in the rumble and he's our project. I like the idea of him doing this to Reigns because Reigns is whether people want to, we talked about the hill turn. Mm-hmm. They they didn't go, they didn't, they didn't do it. He's still, yeah. he, he's aloof. He doesn't care that you boo him, but he hasn't a turned hill. Right. And so he's still the baby face. So it's fine for him to have to fight back from something like this. Mm-hmm. And while uh, some of the things about what they did took me out of it, I like that they went big and hard for yeah. Sturman. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I like that, like, like we got to get, uh, we just, 
he was in a nothing match that he lost to Mania. We need something big for him to come back to. And they went all in on it. And even though it sort of fell a little bit flat with me, I appreciated that they went hard for him. You know what I mean? So the only yeah. thing I saw was whenever they took him out on a stretcher and that little, little. Uh, that looked a lot better than the flip thing where he's just like. <laughs> I, didn't see that. I didn't even see that. So the when they took him on a stretcher and you see the little, uh, they switched it. Mm-hmm. Little, uh, the blurry spot like really quick because that's when they took him off the stretcher because they didn't flip him. I don't think they flipped him really on the stretcher. Well, you actually, you missed it. Uh, that's not the point. That's not the, uh, that's not where the switch occurred. The switch occurs uh, whenever they change camera angles as Braun runs in to attack. Um, and I noticed, because you, you guys know how I am about my camera angles. Yeah. Uh, I noticed the camera angle switch. I noticed... The uh, the continuity. If you go back and watch it, the the uh, the the male and female paramedics in the red shirts they switch places uh, whenever they make that switch. Um, as soon as the attack occurs, Braun immediately jumps in front of the camera, so you can't see that it's Roman as he pushes him. You know, he he throws him off the uh, off the stage. The uh, the the way that it's flipped. Braun, uh, Roman's head should have been facing the opposite direction, and the the way that the stretcher landed um, was was repositioned whenever they went to air quote check on him. Um, so that was another one of the one of the continuity errors. Uh, another one was uh, whenever Braun attacked Roman inside the ambulance. He got out of the ambulance. The doors were left open. He went to the side, slammed the door, and went to close it, or went to lift it. Uh, then they showed the side angle of him starting to lift it, and the ambulance doors were shut. See, I, I, camera angles and editing is usually your pet peeve and not mine, but it's like... Oh, it's not a pet peeve. Was, I just happen to notice the, the, the differences. Well, I'm saying, like, that's more of your... Like, I'm usually like, ah, I think you're making too much of this. You're like, that's just... It bugs me, but for... I think there was like such a concentration of them in this one segment that they usually they usually don't get it like this many times. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm just like, how many times do you think they shot that to that it was that it was edited together that many times? Probably once or twice. Uh, it couldn't have been much because you know anybody who goes in and and watches it could have easily pointed out, no, that that was wrong. You need to you need to go back and reshoot that part. Um, because, <laughs> and I even noticed whenever the ambulance flipped completely on its side, if you look on the ground where the tires were, there are two brackets there that made sure that the vehicle didn't skid mm-hmm. as it was being pulled uh, as he was lifting up. When they pan back from the uh, like the behind angle, it looks real weird on the uh, when he's flipping it. Yeah, and even um, even whenever he was lifting it, there was a part where he completely readjusts his position, like his grip, mm-hmm. as the vehicle is still moving up. So there's there's a couple, you know, it's just one of the things. You go back and watch it, and you'll notice it. But it was so enjoyable. I like I like that they went like they went so big for him there. Yeah, um, and it was just it, it was it was incredibly over the top. Uh, and I'm I'm showing the. Uh, I'm showing the guys the video right now. If you notice the um so the um the paramedics are are tending to to Roman Reigns. The uh the female paramedic is at his feet. 
and then uh, and then you can see that the uh, the other one is is at the head, and then they immediately switch positions. He's now at the feet, I'm assuming, although they don't ne they never really show it, and he immediately pushes him uh, off the stage, and if that's the case, then his uh, hang on. So, in theory, his head should be here. So, whenever he flips him, he's okay there. And his head, his head should be facing to the right of the camera. I'm see, I'm good with all the flip stuff. I'm I'm good with until he got to where he was turning over the uh, the truck. That's where I yeah so they, they sort of lost me. <laughs> but I did laugh quite a bit at the I'm not finished with him yet and the crowd going berserk about that and uh um it was just it was so over the top it was so enjoyable to see he gets out of the ambulance doors are wide open and those are the ones where you have to shut them in order for them to 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 stay locked but uh man it was it was great I loved it I, I I'm and you can even uh you can even see some some shadow movement down on the bottom left, right there. They're getting out and running off that way. Um, so it's it's worth checking out a couple of times, and you you'll see the the brackets there on the on the bottom of the tire whenever they flip it over. But if you know if you watch his hands, uh, so is this is the oh yeah, there it goes. See, and there's the there's the bracket to to keep it from falling over so uh it was it so was what what had him where like he could lift the vehicle what helped him i'm sure they had a pull system on the other side and because of those those brackets were there at the bottom it was keeping the vehicle from sliding man, so it was just are you doubting my man Strowman? not flip, one bit flip, flip, flip an ambulance over not one bit bear? yes <laughs> man i wish i was a little kid watching this i'm like Holy oh shit, that's awesome! And then you would be grounded for saying holy shit. You know what? My dad needs to watch that. Yeah. My dad watched oh, that. Oh, yes. Show your dad that. Yes. Please. And film it if you can. Oh. He would love that. I want to see oh, his reactions. Man, that's awesome. Oh, yes. Uh, but anyways, I absolutely loved it. I was cracking up laughing. Uh, even the crowd reacting to it. Chanting like the most the, the most ridiculous things. They were chanting, it, "You deserved it." At the end. Hey, it's still great. It's stuff. such a dick move. It is so funny. Hey, that was still great stuff. I like that though. Yeah. So, uh, man, it was so enjoyable. I liked it. Uh, and you know, Roman's gonna come back and have to get his revenge and all that. He's so. gonna lift up a vehicle. Hey, some I is this correct? Did I hear hear this wrong or misunderstand? We're like another six weeks before we get to a SmackDown pay-per-view, something like that. Oh, my God. Well. Someone said, I think, after Mania, there was like seven weeks out from a SmackDown pay-per-view or something crazy like that. I believe that because it's... it's four for a Raw, then it's like, two yeah, more. It's like three three weeks, three or four weeks uh, before the Raw pay-per-view and then, then, another two. then like three, yeah, two or three after that. So, yeah, I believe that. They got a, lot, they got a sort of a while to adjust how they want people in SmackDown. Well, yeah, and that also that also explains why we're seeing the crossovers like the Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton, uh Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho. We're having those matches. It's kind of excuse me. 
kind of something to help hold the fans off. Be like, well, we did have their matches, but yeah. Yeah, sort of almost feels like a joint pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to see the Hardy Boys team up with Cesaro and Sheamus to go up against Gallows and Anderson. It is officially a Raw pay-per-view, though, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and Epico and Primo. Hardy, Matt Hardy brought back the old uh, red pants. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Jeff's been wearing the uh, the sleeves, the colorful sleeve uh, shirts or whatever. So the uh, good guys got the win on that one. Uh, we saw Sasha come out, asked to speak to Bailey, saying, hey, you know, you're my girl and all that, but your time is up as champion. I would like to have a, uh, a title opportunity, which she was interrupted by Alexa Bliss, who got a, a huge pop from the crowd. Uh, Mickey James came out and said, "Oh, you did not come to smack. Uh, you didn't come to Raw alone." And then uh, Nia Jax just ran her over. Oh my God! Just that was that was great. Just completely runned her down. Um, so it looks like the. Uh, Cards are being shaken up a little bit over on Raw. Um, main event, Dean Ambrose going up against Kevin Owens. Dean Ambrose gets the win, and then Jericho comes out and delivers a code breaker. 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 Breaker 1-9. Uh, overall thoughts on Raw? Not too bad. Not too bad. Tight. Cool. Uh, that takes us into SmackDown, where we kick things off with Kevin Owens coming out and saying, Welcome to the new Kevin Owens show. This is my place, and uh, it's fitting that I am the United States champion, and I'm from Canada because I'm making this title better because Canadians are better. And the crowd's booing, and he's like, oh, you're going to boo me? Why? Because you only speak one language? Well, suck on this, and says something in, in French, and the uh, crowd continues to boo. Baron Corbin, of all people, come out and said, uh, you know, you mentioned that you can beat anyone in the locker room. Well... You, know, you couldn't beat Dean Ambrose, and I beat Dean Ambrose, so I know you can't beat me. Um, so I'm going to be taking that title from you. And then Sami Zayn comes out, and Kevin Owens can't you. believe it. He's like, no, this can't be happening. Why are you here? AJ Styles comes out, and if he wasn't a face last week after the shaking hands with uh, Shane McMahon, he sure is now. The crowd determined that. Um, Daniel Bryan came out and said, uh, hold up a minute, players. We're not having a tag match. We're having a uh, triple threat for the number one contendership did to the United States. No, he didn't. Oh. I wish he did, though. If he would have come out. Hold up a minute, players. We're going to have ourselves a triple threat match. I am now dying to see Daniel Bryan do the Teddy Hart. Uh, Teddy Hart, excuse me. Teddy, <laughs> Teddy Where's Long your cat? Da- Teddy Long Dance. Excuse me. I want I want D-Bride doing the, the Teddy Long Dance. You know the Mac Militant. Still that from Rodney. Yes, he did. Um, Eric Rowan went up against Randy Orton, and to be honest, I... Oh, can I just say, with that shave and haircut, how how much of a baby is Kevin Owens? Looks like such a Oh, yeah. Kid. He looks so young with that shave and haircut. He does. Someone, uh, who's the guy who hosts Late, late Nights? It's like James Corbin. Fuck if I Something know. like that. Late Anyways. Nights? I watched late nights like, like the late late show or whatever. Years. Like the British guy? Yeah, yeah. The one who does all the James sing karaoke yeah. or whatever in the car. Uh someone put a side by side comparison and said now you can't unsee it because he did have that show me. clean shaven and all that. Show me. Um you got a phone, look it up. I don't know where my phone is. Right there. Um we saw Randy Orton going up against Eric Rowan, and to be honest, I fast forwarded through this matchup because I had no interest in it whatsoever. Why? 
the match ends when Bray Wyatt appears on the Titantron, causing a distraction. Eric Rowan was on the outside. Randy Orton rolls out to the outside. Eric Rowan hits Randy Orton with the steel stairs, causing well, a disqualification. Luke and Eric are uh, are on SmackDown. And they Bray are. going to be on Raw, so they can get back as a tag team. Not at the moment, because Rowan's <laughs> heel and Harper is face. I wish Cesaro and Sheamus with a SmackDown. I feel like that would have been a... Ooh, yeah. That would have been a nice fit yeah. for those guys. Um, after that, we got to see a, uh, a really solid matchup. The Usos going up against American Alpha for the Tag Team Championships on the line. Uh, the Usos end up getting the victory. So, what's next for American Alpha? We'll have to see. Probably have a tag team tournament or some kind of thing to determine the new number one contenders because they have time till their next pay-per-view they didn't gain any tag teams they only lost they uh they did gain uh because as soon as the match was over epico and primo showed up and they laid waste to american alpha it was the best that they've looked their whole time since their re-debut uh because they came in it was all serious it's not come to puerto rico and and all of that stuff they just came in and just beat them down and walked off so i'm sure we'll see them facing no i'm sure we'll see them facing uh the shining stars in american alpha soon um we got to see mojo raleigh go up against jinder mahal um sort of a football guy with him yeah yes he was was he really he was he was in the stands wow uh, i was looking for that lady and yeah, oh, they had their, they already had their security guys yeah. in front of Gronk. Um, and they did the spot where gender got close to him. And, oh, you want to do something? And, uh, then Gronk reaches down and pulls out a water and throws the water in his, in gender's face. So does this football guy not have anything better to do than follow Mojo around every city? Other well, buddies and it's off season. They were in, Bo- uh, I think they were in Boston. They were, oh, yeah. they were close, close by. Do you expect Most- this to continue? Yes. Actually, yeah, I can see it happening. Mojo won. He ran and jumped over the barrier, and uh, a Gronk guy and his friends caught him. Yeah. Then after that, yeah, yeah, they were doing weird stuff, and like he backed up. Then Gronk like chopped Mojo. Yeah. I don't know why. And then like he just hopped over the barricade and left. That's their thing. Yeah, like oh yeah, chop me. Okay. So, uh, yeah, there was that. Um. Shane McMahon came out and asked to have the entire women's roster come out. Yeah, <laughs> All four of four. them. <laughs> Becky Lynch, um, Naomi, Natalia, and Carmella. This was with was, James Ellsworth. Oh, it was it was hilarious, right. dude. No, it was <laughs> fucking hilarious because okay, all four of them out and then like uh James Ellsworth was saying stuff that uh I guess Carmella should be the number one contender or the champion or whatever, blah blah blah. And Naomi was like <laughs> Carmella, you need to put your side chick or yeah, side chick in check and check before she gets uh what was it before she gets chick checked or whatever chin checked chin checked yeah it was hilarious <laughs> so um so Shane says I'd like you know it's part of the superstar shakeup I'd like to announce that we're bringing on someone who is uh, a second generation superstar the daughter of a hall of famer you know. What else did he, what did he say? Something along the lines. He was agging on the crowd. Agging on the crowd. And he goes, I give to you Tamina. And yeah. so Tamina comes out and the crowd's kind of like, 
I felt bad what? on that one, and I also felt bad because after that, he was about to leave, and he came back. He's like, okay. Oh, you thought I was done? Yeah, but he goes, this is the real acquisition. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> he was like, this is the biggest acquisition that SmackDown could possibly get. Like, as soon as Timmy walked out. I was like, oh, out. man, you just, just why'd you just cut? Like, <laughs> he completely just shit all over Tamina because Dude. of it. Wow. It was awful. Yeah, it and the, was. And the crowd was chanting, like, we want Sasha as he's, like, walking out. And then he goes, oh, I can hear in your voices you you were expecting someone else? Uh, okay, well, with that, we also ha- would like to announce the biggest acquisition to SmackDown, Charlotte Flair! And, like, he said Charlotte Flair? Oh, he's, I think he's, he's saying, I think I he just know. said Charlotte. Charlotte. And she was to, a peacock. And it wasn't Tamina Snuka, it was just Tamina. So... Anywho. So yeah, so Tamina and Charlotte joined the uh the SmackDown. Oh also um talking about other people when they said Rusev, then later on they didn't say nothing about Lana, but they had a package yeah. about Lana, but she was like dancing on a chair or something. Yeah. So I don't know what they're gonna do with Lana. Well, I, th- I think she's she's gonna be competing. Um, because they I had heard or I had read that uh she got sent down to the performance center and was, you know, learning what to do and working with some of the NXT group uh, group as well. So it uh, looks like she's going to be, we'll be seeing her in-ring competition soon. Um, so yeah, Rusev, Lana, Sin Cara, and the New Day all coming to SmackDown. So. All three New Day? All three of them. That's right. Uh, after that, we got to see Aiden English. Going back to the, the whole Spotlight. scene. Spotlight, please, as I would like to sing to you yeah. all. Um, I wasn't for sure if this was going to be Dillinger or Shinsuke that was going to come out. Yeah. Um, Aiden made mention that he was by himself and that the spotlight should be on him, in which case the spotlight did turn on. Uh, and that is because Simon Gotch of the Villains was released uh, by the WWE last week. Last week. Um, he asked for his release. Yeah. Asked for it and was, and was granted. So... Um, yeah, I mean, it kind of sucks, but... Bigger and be- or not bigger, but better things. Well, I don't know if you guys have been checking on social media, but our boy, John David Guerra, Nightmare Pro Wrestling, doing a little bit of artwork for Simon Gotch. So congratulations, John. That's awesome. I think, uh, I think my theory on it is that Xavier Woods liked the artwork that he did for the Bootios, and he showed a couple of the boys, and Simon's like, hey, I dig your work. Well, I think John's always doing commission you know, work. Well, he's doing, he's always doing something, and mm-hmm. they it, it finds their way back to them. So yeah, so congratulations, John. That's absolutely awesome. Uh, and for any of our listeners who might be new, John does a comic called Nightmare Pro Wrestling. If you go to nightmareprowrestling.com, you can check it out. You can purchase your own prints. Tell them we sent you. It's really cool. Uh, he's done a number of artwork for us in the past few yeah. years. Um, you know he's he's an amazing artist, amazing guy, and you know he listens to the show every once in a while. So if he happens oh, to be he, listening uh, now, what's he, up, John? Is he going to Palooza? Is he be, uh, Palooza? <coughs> I haven't uh, I haven't asked him. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to see see if he's going to Comic Palooza this year. Um, part of me wants to go to Comic Palooza. Part of me is okay missing it. I just haven't seen a whole lot of like big announcements where I'm like, oh, I gotta go to that. Um, there's some people that I would like to meet, like Stephen Ogg from Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Trevor. 
Uh, Will like Friedle from uh, Eric from Boy Meets World is going to be there. I sent that to Daryl. Yeah, <laughs> he's freaking out. Should I gotta go see him. I was like, um, okay. I'd like to meet Tom Kenny. That'd be pretty cool. He, that's the voice of SpongeBob. Oh, okay, yeah. All and three he does, of them. Uh, the people with Squidward. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're all going to be there. Patrick and SpongeBob. Squidward, yeah. Um, just because that guy has done so many voices on so many other the, things other than SpongeBob. The dude who was uh, Patrick uh, was the assistant and coach. Yes. Anywho, uh, going back over to uh, to SmackDown, uh, Aiden English's opponent was Ty Dillinger. The crowd was completely in favor of Ty. Uh, Ty got uh, the quick victory with the 10-10-10. Didn't and, realize uh, like until like maybe it was like a few weeks ago or maybe like a month ago. I don't know that he's been developmental for years. Mm-hmm. He's been there for quite some time. He he was in, under a different name before like NXT or something hmm. like that. Wow, that's when crazy. It was like FCW or something like that. He yeah, something something else. Who would have thought? Just saying the number ten a lot would would get you on the main roster. Sometimes that's all it takes. Dude, little things. You know, I know Daniel Bryan was like he's What's... an amazing wrestler, but the yes, yeah, a lot of people were freaking out about yes. What? What's the ten ten ten? Oh well, you know how the crowd every time the the wrestlers go on the outside and the and the ref counts one. I thought you said okay. The way you said it made me think oh like he, a finishing a new had, finishing maneuver new or something. Move, he had a new move called the ten. I was like, oh, I think he calls it the tiebreaker. Yeah, he okay. is the tiebreaker okay, and got the, the win. 10, 10, 10. But like after the match, uh, they were like, oh, he got he got the count of thirty. The, the crowd was chanting ten, ten, ten. So that's ten, ten, two, twenty. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. And ten, ten, three, two, one. One eight hundred C A L L A T T. Just dial down the center. God, the old days of using payphones to reach out to your friends. Yep. I used to like go into payphones and making prank calls and stuff. <laughs> we ought to baby eats a boy. Um, what is this? Oh, yeah, it's my buffet ticket. Um, anyways, after that, we got to see Dolph Ziggler come out and say, I know everyone's the, everyone's worried about the superstar shakeup, but everyone's wondering where's Dolph Ziggler going and... I'm staying right um, here. Yeah, I'm gonna be. You know, fortunately, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> he's like, you know, I'm gonna be better than the shiny new toys that you have. And I was like, okay, Ty Dillinger came out. This must be Shinsuke. That's when I messaged you. I already seen this. Oh, gotcha. Shinsuke yeah. Out. But man, it was kind of a weird thing. I don't know if y'all watched it. I did. I saw the clip. I saw the okay. video clip. Uh, I know Shinsuke doesn't talk too much, but it was like Dolph was talking, and then they, you know, looked to the crowd. The crowd was chained. They did that a lot. Well, that's yeah, what it was for. Just, yeah, it just felt weird for me, man. Yeah. I don't know. I know Shinsuke was like, because after uh, Dolph was like, who do you think you are? He goes, I am Shinsuke Nakamura, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And just, it felt like it went on for a long time. Don't get me wrong, I'm still pumped. And like, you know, to be honest with you, I've always said this, I love fresh matchups. Yeah. Even though I'm not a humongous Dolph Ziggler fan, but that's a fresh matchup. That's I think it's going to be cool. Well, hopefully it's cool with Shinsuke and Dolph. So we'll see. Yes. Um, you know, they were chanting they were chanting his theme song. They were chanting uh, Nakamura. Um, but I love that smile that he mm-hmm. does and stuff. It's, I don't know. But it was one of those things where he's, he's basically saying, I don't have to talk. They know who I am. Doesn't matter if you know. Um, and then uh, Ziggler went to deliver a, a super kick and Shinsuke caught it. And uh, threw him, threw him back, and did the little "come on." And then Ziggler decided to retreat. Mm-hmm. 
Live to fight another day. So that's going to be... Because <clears> I <throat> thought we were going to get Shinsuke and Miz, but... Not, not this time. Nope. Um, did, y'all, did you watch <coughs> tonight's NXT before the show? No. I saw... I, th- uh, I saw that it's like... I uh, saw a few things. Not I saw the, that it's Oni Lurkin versus... Um, Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. That should be good. It was, mm-hmm. Oh, you said you've seen it? No, no, no. I saw that that was a match for tonight. And I was saying that should be a good match. I saw, like... I didn't see the match, but yeah, I saw that. I saw, um, what was it? What's else on the show? Just, oh, Shinsuke says goodbye to NXT. Okay. Officially. And there's this, um, new, this big guy, uh, that was in the tag team with someone or whatever, but they lost and he was beating the hell out of his partner. I don't know who, I forgot his name. I'll look it up right now. Mr. R.I.P. Rest in peace. Sure. I know you're talking about those two humongous dudes. No, that's no, 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 no. His first name is Reston, and his last name is Peace. No. Rest in peace. No, that's heavy machinery you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, this is a different. This is a okay. different thing. Hmm. Interesting. Um, let me. While you look that up, we'll uh, we'll wrap up SmackDown because the uh, the main event was a number one contender triple threat match for the uh, United States title: AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin versus Sami Zayn, and these guys tore the house down. Uh, it was. A, a very entertaining matchup. Uh, you know, everyone's well aware of what AJ Styles is capable of doing. Everyone knows what Sami Zayn is capable of doing. Baron Corbin certainly held his own, being the big man in the match. It was really good, really enjoyable. Um, so, what were your impressions as to where they're going with the title the feud for the title with uh, Owens? <clears throat> are they going AJ Owens, or are they going? Well, AJ ended up winning, uh, and yeah, I, I think they're gonna. I think uh, Owens is going to win the match. Jericho will take his time off to go tour with Fozzie, and uh, and we'll see AJ Styles versus uh, Kevin Owens for the uh, United States title. Dylan Miley. So I don't know. I don't know who his other tag partner is, but like I clicked on it earlier, and the guy he was beating up was a smaller guy, and they were saying broken uh, Rollins. Hmm. Because he kind of looks like Seth Rollins, and I don't know, he has like he a has streak the, in, yeah the streak of hair. So who who knows? Hmm. I don't know, but apparently there's another video where he's apologized to his partner later after he beat you know in that match he beat the shit out of him. So. <laughs> Sorry, bro. But he's the new he's the new brute. Hmm. Um. So that pretty he's much does it. For, yes. Smackdown. As far as hot topics go, uh, we kind of covered everything. Um, NXT is having a new theme song entitled Rage, and that's being done by CFO Money. Oh, so. is that the same people who does We Are Wild and No, young. and thank God it's not. CFO Money is the group. I like that song. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. It's just got so burnt out for me. Uh, CFO Money we is the group that... Just hate you guys. I don't know the lyrics after that, but we'll play oh, yeah. it after. Hey, maybe we can go out... You know, on the show, like that'll be like an outro. Sure. Yeah. Okay, we'll do it. We'll do that for you. Yeah. 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 Um. So yeah, we'll just edit it right in. CFO Money <laughs> is the is the group that has made all of the theme songs for Shinsuke Nakamura, Sami Zayn, Kevin No, and Samoa Joe. Like the first. NXT. It's it's the yeah. Sure. Um. So they're they've been doing the music for that. So that's the group that's going to be doing it. Yes. So there you go. They're going to be doing what now? The new. They NXT did the new theme song for uh, NXT. Have you heard it? Uh, I heard a bit of it. 
Sounds okay. Sounds pretty so good. So that's what NXT is going to be called, NXT Rage? No. The, the, oh, that's what's called, though. Like, whenever NXT starts and they had that, The Raw, the Crowd, on your feet, they're doing away with that song. They have a new song, and it's entitled Rage. The song is called Rage. It's called NXT Rage. Rage no. Rally Rage. <laughs> yes. So, uh, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else uh, hot topic related or outside the... Say it to Whopper. What if it's just Alex Riley's theme song? It is not. I'm trying to think if there was. It'd be pretty cool if it was, though, <laughs> wouldn't it? Um, hmm. When I'll does that, can... that new theme take place? I, do, I don't know. Am I Triple H? Yeah. No. You brought it to the discussion. We is it uh, is it ludicrous of us to expect a little details? Luda. Let's see. If it was ludicrous, that'd be actually really awesome. Ooh, I don't know, boys. They would have done better going with the Riley's This song sucks. Yeah. Here's a different one. I think that was another older one. Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. God, I hate you. That reminds me of the bad days, the dark days of NXT. I just the best NXT team song, No. Okay, I will admit, I was pumped for the first season just because of Brian Danielson. Well, sure. That was it. But it, that got stuck in my head. You know, that should be like... That song is undoubtedly better than what you just played in the current in the current theme song. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about uh, "Welcome Home" by Coheed and Cambria? What? When was that? When it was for a time. Was it like the NXT theme? Yeah. For like the what, like season three or something? No, like for when it was a show. I don't remember that. Yeah, go back and watch it. Was that it's the girl the- one? No. <laughs> what are you talking about? The girl one. There was a girl like season, season three or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Well, there was redemption. Yeah, and then it just would not die. Yeah, it wouldn't. That die. was the season that would never die. That went on for like three years. Uh and Derek Bateman was on all of them, <laughs> yeah. except for the women. Yeah. Well, there was that whenever it sort of broke down, where it's just like Derek Bateman and uh, what's his name and Fandango. Yeah, Fandango and Johnny Curtis. Johnny Curtis. Yeah. Yeah. The Chickbusters and. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Real deal, Titus and me. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I remember all that. He made it a win. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that'll pretty much do it, I guess. You guys don't have anything? Nope. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. If you have any questions for us, submit it on our YouTube channel, The Best Video, or our Facebook page, The Best Podcast. Check us out on WrestlingNewsForce.com, WrestlingNewsForce.com on Facebook. And subscribe to our show on iTunes if you haven't already. And feel free to give us a review by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. If you're wild and young, you can follow us on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, <laughs> Player.fm, and Satchel. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. If you've just begun, you can follow the podcast on Twitter <laughs> at WNS Podcast. You can follow Daniel at WNS underscore Daniel and Tyler. Tyler's at Tyler underscore Aver. 
bunch of nerds. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us this week. For the podcast crew, I am Daniel Heron. I'm Tyler A. Bear. I'm Doug. And we will catch you all next week.